Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Jason Powell's Pro Wrestling Boom Podcast, a production of ProWrestling.net. Get ready for the latest news, analysis, and interviews featuring big names from the world of pro wrestling. Here comes the boom! Welcome to Pro Wrestling Boom Live. I am Jason Powell, and uh, yeah, believe it or not, I started the new year by calling the wrong number to uh, call into this this particular show. It was uh, offering me free roadside assistance, and I'm like, that doesn't seem like a blog talk thing. So here we are, a little bit late. I do apologize, and uh, thank you to everybody who has uh, been patient. We have a couple of people already on hold. Rabbit, you're second. I don't want to hear any complaining. I can see the order. Every time uh, Rabbit ends up second, he claims he called in first, and you were behind by 18 seconds, our first caller, so you're going to have to sit tight for a little bit, buddy, but I do see you there at 248. And uh, we will be taking your calls. I'll be joined momentarily by my co-host, as always, Johnny Fairplay of Survivor Fame, the Survivor Hall of Famer of the uh, CBS reality show. And we'll be talking about WWE Day One. We can also talk about what is going to be a very busy week in pro wrestling with uh, all the uh, first shows of the year for everybody coming up. WWE already had theirs, of course, but uh, they'll have Raw tonight. And uh, then just a full week, uh, including... The uh, New Year's Evil show on Tuesday, the uh, big Brian Danielson and Hangman Page rematch on Wednesday's Dynamite. The uh, what are they calling that one? Is that New Year's Smash? Or do we already have that? I can't even keep up on all the uh, theme shows they have. Thursday will be the Impact Wrestling Go Home show for Saturday's Hard to Kill pay per view. Of course, there's Rampage and SmackDown on Friday night, and then uh, Saturday is also busy with the hard-to-kill pay-per-view from Impact as well as AEW Battle of the Belts. And we're going to have you covered every step of the way at ProWrestling.net. For most of these shows, we will have live reviews, so be sure to join us. And, of course, Wrestle Kingdom is taking place over the next couple of nights. I don't know yet. I haven't decided yet if I'm going to be uh, doing the uh, late-night reviews of those shows or not. I am so behind on New Japan Pro Wrestling. Do I want to start my year out by falling behind or by falling behind on sleep? It's uh, to be determined. We'll uh, figure this out. Uh, But uh, as you can tell, a lot going on. I didn't even mention MLW is back with uh, MLW Azteca coming up on Thursday, their new slot. Uh, The only thing we don't really have is new Ring of Honor. I mean, they have... uh, 
kind of best of shows or whatever you want to call them, uh, highlight shows. But of course, they're on hiatus until WrestleMania weekend with the Super Card of Honor. Uh, but uh, everybody else is uh, going to be back in full swing, and it should be a lot of fun. I hope you guys had a wonderful holiday season. This is one of the most depressing days of the year. Everybody goes back to work, well, most people, uh, and uh, then you realize, like, oh, yeah, there's no more short weeks for a while. Uh, but uh, let's uh, do our best to have some fun today, and uh, let's bring in the master of uh, having a good time. He is the one and only Johnny Fairplay. Johnny, how you doing, man? Happy New Year. Uh, thank you. I'm actually kind of surprised that I'm here because uh, yesterday was 78 degrees in Danville, Virginia. And then fast forward to uh, last night, I went to bed. It was 61 degrees. And then here we are now uh, with six inches of snow on the ground. <laughs> oh, no. I think you might have more snow than we do right now. I mean, we have a little, we have some, but we, we uh, lost a lot of it before Christmas. And, of course, I'm in Minnesota, and it was uh, ridiculously cold for those who – um, may have watched instead of day one. May have watched the uh, the hockey game on uh, Saturday night. You know, it was the third coldest sporting event held in North American history. I could have sworn they had an outdoor Winter Classic game or one of the knockoffs because you know there's the Winter Classic they do on New Year's Day, and then they started, hey, we can sell tickets. Let's just have a bunch of these. I could have sworn one of those in Canada was even colder, but apparently not. Uh, the ice bowl and something else were the only things colder. And uh, today it's supposedly going to warm up to a balmy. 20-some degrees, which uh, I'm not ready to bust out the shorts, but, uh, Johnny, it's a, a big improvement over what we've been going through. Yeah, well, I have no power here, so I, I, uh, I oh. fortunately, smartly charge my phone before going to bed. Oh, man. Well, I'm happy you did. Yeah, I, I do not want to fly solo today, so I'm very happy that you did. And uh, for those who don't experience the cold that we get, uh, it is really tough on the dog. <laughs> That poor dog is going out. It's it's like that uh, creature at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back that just keels over and Han Solo's got to cut it open. Spoiler alert, everybody. Uh, she looks a lot like that creature when it's time to go back in the house. If, she, if it's just a quick run out and do a number one, eh, we're good. If she's got to, but she'll dance around and look everywhere in the yard trying to find the perfect spot to do a, her, her other business. And uh, by the time she's done, yeah, it's uh, I'm, I've been picking her up and carrying her. So it's been so damn cold. So I don't think anyone's going to be happier that the weather is uh, improving improving a little bit here than she will be. But, Johnny, uh, what's going on with uh, day one? Your thoughts on, I, I guess, the biggest news coming out of it is uh, Brock Lesnar winning the WWE Championship. Of course, he was added to that match uh, because Roman Reigns tested positive for COVID and was forced Allegedly. to pull out of the show. <laughs> Allegedly tested. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a pretty safe to there's a part of me that wants to believe that he Hulk Hogan does. Just like, yeah, that's not going to work for me, brother. COVID, sorry. <laughs> I don't uh, or, think or so. Kevin, or, or Kevin Nash versus anyone under six foot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, putting no, that aside. I, yeah. Uh, here, uh, I have many, many thoughts and theories. Um, I... Uh, think that we're not going to get the rock at WrestleMania. I think, I think the rock is going to wait for Hollywood versus Dallas. I, I don't know why but that that's just a hunch. That being the case, the biggest money matchup 
is Brock versus Roman Reigns. And uh, there's, you know, various ways to get there. And I think a good way and, the, and uh, like, I, I think day one could have been just a schmoz ending, uh, you know, with, with Reigns and, and, and Lesnar. But I think with this, we can get there. And I, and I think a lot of good could, could, could potentially come out of it if it leads to WrestleMania unification of the, of the world and universal or WB and universal championships. And, you know, of course, the, the part-timer not winning, uh, Roman Reigns winning, uh, uh, unifying the belts or, or titles, if you will. And I think this could help both shows and WWE as a whole. I mean, we, we've seen the stripped-down rosters. So let's say we do have a unification match, and the, the, the champion can bounce around from brand to brand. And, of course, you know, I think it's obvious to everyone that Fox – is uh, is the main show, and so you have the lead, uh, you know, from from WrestleMania Ford, the lead uh, uh, going forward. We have the SmackDown, or the, the the champion focuses on SmackDown, which is Fox going into Mania, those those two months going into there, and then going into uh, uh, SummerSlam, and then the champion can go to. Uh, Raw uh, leading in the matches to the Royal Rumble, which is the second biggest pay-per-view of the year, but usually not a lot is is uh, predicated on the World Championship match. It's more about the Rumble itself, and then of course you throw them the uh, you throw Raw or slash USA Network the 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 bone of you know, and you also get Survivor Series, which is one of the big four, and then you have the the title match going into there, and then the other months, you know, I would probably skew it you know, uh, seven, five, or even eight, four towards SmackDown, but on raw or, or on SmackDown, when the champ isn't there full that, you know, in, instead of uh, a meaningless feud for a world title for four months, you have people fighting for the number one contender spots for when they, for when the champ does come back to that brand. So I think, it, I think it'd be a breath of fresh air for WWE in general, if that's what this culminates in. Yeah, hard to say. I mean, I don't think this was the plan. I, I don't, but I mean, no. sometimes you're forced to change plans as they were. And so uh, when, when I say I don't think this was the plan, unification, if that's where they're going, I think it is something they came up with over the weekend. I am not opposed to it. Um, not only can they fight for number one contendership on the, as far as uh, singles uh uh, singles titles are concerned. They can also fight for, you know, God forbid you make your Intercontinental Championship mean something, your U.S. Championship mean something. I would like to see them unify all of the titles. I think they have too many title belts right now. And if we could get down to a Universal or WWE Champion, whatever they want to call it, uh, a instead of a Raw or SmackDown Champion, can we please, for the love of God, start naming the Women's Championships uh, something that sounds more dignified than a TV show's title. Uh, same with the tag titles. And uh, if you want to keep the U.S. and Intercontinental alive, uh, you know, for so each brand has a singles secondary championship, I'm down with that. You want to merge them, I'm down with that too. But there's just too many belts, and I think it would benefit both shows to have champions moving from brand to brand. I don't know if that's where they're going. I think it's uh, going to be... I think we'll get a better feel for that coming out of tonight's show. It should be very interesting. 
If you enjoy the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast and pro wrestling audio content, then I know you're going to love becoming a member of the ad-free version of ProWrestling.net. The members hear the weekly flagship .NET Weekly Audio Show with Jake Barnett and I discussing all the news of the week and sometimes including some first-run news items that have not been reported elsewhere. Members also have access to a decade of audio content with interviews and exclusive audio reviews of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and the list goes on. They also hear our audio reviews of all the major WWE, Ring of Honor, and Impact Wrestling pay-per-views and NXT TakeOver specials. Plus, we're adding more New Japan Pro Wrestling audio content for their major shows. Help support ProWrestling.net and the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast by signing up today at PWMembership.net. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But uh, we are going to take some calls, and I'm going to let you know the number here is 773-897-6321. And once you call in, hit one on your phone. That uh, basically, now we have it. You can't. You guys can't see it, but we have this new little icon that uh, instead of just uh, letting us know that uh, people are on hold, it shows a hand in the air. So, uh, yeah, it's your way of raising your hand, literally now, um, if you, uh, or at least your your, your cyber hand, uh, if you uh, decide to uh, hit one on your phone to join in the conversation. We are here the Mondays after WWE's weekend pay-per-view events. We'll be back going live on January 31st, the Monday coming out of the Royal Rumble event, and uh, that uh, should be a lot of fun. And you know what? I know Sean is on hold, and Sean uh, typically takes a good amount of time with us, and I love that. But you know what, Sean? I hope you'll be patient with us today. I think we're going to make Rabbit's Day. It's a new year, and Rabbit gets very flustered if we don't go to him quickly. Sometimes he disappears, and then then I'll get an angry email from him. So let's go to the one and only .NET member Rabbit from the Rabbit Hole. Rabbit, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. How are What's you on your mind today? A couple things. Um, it's mostly about returns. Um, I wanted to know, um, first I wanted to know, any any news yet on um, Bailey going AEW? 
I don't see how she could. Or Ronda Rousey going AEW? Well, I think they both have existing contracts. I'm not going to pretend to know the specifics on either. Uh, WWE did have time left on Rousey's deal. I have no idea how her pregnancy would affect that if it was something that, you know, with with regular wrestlers like you know Bailey is a regular main roster member. The contracts are structured in a way where they can extend the deal if somebody's been out with an injury, which she has. So let's say she had nine months left on that uh, deal, and this is a nine-month injury. Well, rather than her deal expiring at the end of those nine months, WWE gives themselves the option of extending it uh, throughout however much time she misses. So if it is nine months, they'd be able to tack on another nine months. So I I don't think you're going to see, unless WWE just says, we're cutting Bailey, which I can't imagine they would, but there have been a lot of people they've cut that I was very surprised by. Uh, But, yeah, the point is I don't think you're going to see her – return from injury and jump to the other promotion rabbit. Okay, what about um Alexa Bliss? Is she AEW bound? I you know, I think she is also out with an injury. And so yeah, I would think she also is going to have time tacked onto her deal. Last we saw of her Johnny, I believe was wasn't she having nasal surgery of some kind? I didn't. I didn't know what the uh, what the injury was. I, the last we saw was she had, she had her uh, her program with Charlotte Flair, and I saw the uh, the go home um, interview segment deal uh, at uh, uh, WB Raw in Raleigh. But I, I believe that's the last uh, once she they once they finished that match at the live event. What, what are they? What are pay per views called now? Premium live events. Premium live events. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did have somebody in the industry speculate, just you know, brainstorming, wondering if it was basically something that Peacock has come up with, like they're going to have other premium live events, and so WWE is just sure. kind of using their lingo. But I haven't seen anything from Peacock that makes me think that's where this is going. Um, so I want to at least throw that out as a possibility. My guess is this is Vince McMahon worrying about trivial things again. Yeah, yeah, we got pay-per-view. That's the thing of the past. Yuck! Even though you pay for Peacock and WWE Network if you're international, I, they're pay-per-views. Yes. <laughs> so, oh well. Uh, yeah. No, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't recall the what the injury was. I knew she was out. So I don't. I think Alexa Bliss and Ronda Rousey and um, Bailey make a lot of money in WWE, and. Uh, I don't think they're going anywhere. I, I, I think WWE is a great place for them. Yeah, I mean, unless they're just miserable for reasons we don't know, or if they become free agents and test the waters, and wow, Tony Khan's willing to pay how much more than WWE? Or we, I think the lifestyle would be better for some reason with you know, not doing house shows, not that WWE's doing a lot of them. I mean, there's a lot of things that factor into those decisions. But, you know, I, I can't speak for Rousey, but I would I guess I would also be surprised if Bailey and Alexa Bliss were to end up leaving. doesn't mean they won't, but I would also be very surprised if it happened. Rabbit, do you have more for us, bud? Yeah, I have a question for Johnny. Um, Johnny, what is your opinion of the whole Beth Phoenix um, returning against Maurice? Is that going to lead to anything? Uh, yeah, well... <laughs> First, let's address her look. Uh, what, what was that? Uh, Luna Vachon. <laughs> is, 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 
it was as if you had purchased a uh, Ronda Rousey doing Luna Vachon cosplay WWE elite action figure, but you ordered it from Wish is kind of the vibe that we had at my house. It, I, I don't know what that was. I love Beth Phoenix. I think she's great. I thought that look was, you know, try again. Uh, no, I'm sure it's leading to a tag match at the Rumble probably. So if not the the pay per view after the rumble because you know we have to we have to drag our feet you know to get to WrestleMania at some point so so yeah it's 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 a it's a tag match so uh, you know and I'm I'm forward I'm I'm glad I like you know the Miz is my friend I, you know I love the Miz I wish him the best but uh, I didn't feel that the Miz needed a win like you know I, like I I think Miz. Miz is kind of Miz is where he is and where he is. He's bulletproof at where he is. So, and anything more, it's kind of a stretch in the imagination. And you know, protect Edge because you know, I, I feel like there's there is an expiration date there, unfortunately. So, hopefully, you know, hopefully we're we're having the same conversation eight years from now. But you know, but probably not. So, it, no, I thought it was. I, I thought the the match was good. I thought you know the the, the best surprise was. was Fine, and you know, leading to a mixed tag, you know, I, I think is something that a lot of uh, a lot of peripheral fans they like stuff like that. So, and I'm sure there's there's diehards that that might, you know, it's, uh, but it, you know, it is what it is. All right, Rabbit, yeah. is that it? What about you? What about you, Jason? What did you think of Beth coming back? Yeah, I mean, it was, like Johnny said, the look threw me off. It, I compared it to something out of the Mad Max Fury Road movie. It, I don't know what she was going for, but I mean, whatever. It's setting up a mixed tag. I'm not as warm on this as Johnny is. because I, I've been a misapologist over the years, and he's just never felt colder to me, unfortunately. It, and he's just paying the price for being booked so poorly when he and John Morrison were together. They were weekly punching bags. It's one thing to be a pest heel. It's another thing to be a pest heel who's put in his place every freaking week like those guys were. And I just don't take him seriously. And had he beaten Edge, I don't think it would have been good. I don't think it would have done enough to miss. I think it would have been more damaging for Edge. And even watching that match, that's how I felt. Like, this isn't... This isn't elevating Miz to Edge's level like I think they want. It's just kind of bringing Edge down a little bit. And the mixed tag, it's fine. The appeal for me is seeing Edge and Beth Phoenix team up. I just don't see Miz and Maurice as a team that anyone's going to take seriously. They just feel like speed bumps for these two. So that's the hook of the match, Edge and Beth teaming up together. If they can find a way to put some real heat on Miz and Maurice between now and then to make people really want to see it, great. But, yeah, I, I can't say that I'm all that fired up about it, Rabbit. All right. Um, listen, I want to wish you guys a happy new year. I hope you had a great one. And I hope, Johnny, you uh, have a great 2022. All right. Thank you very much, Rabbit. Happy New Year to you, sir. He only wants you to have a great 2022. I, I kind of feel slighted. Like he wants me to have a bad 2022. I mean, it started off that poorly with uh, me calling the wrong number for my own show. Uh, but somebody did, that you, did uh, call did the you, right number. Yeah. Did Did you switch over your uh, your your uh, auto insurance? Or, <laughs> so they yeah they were offering me free roadside assistance and something yeah. else. Yeah, so I, I guess I learned what happened. 
I would. I mean, it's it's an easy mistake to make. I'll just say that without going into details. But um, instead of calling the right number, I called an eight hundred number, which which uh, Blog Talk is not, and uh, that's what came up. And then somebody instantly tried to call me on this, and now I'm probably going to be flooded with all, all sorts oh. of calls on my Skype account. So God help me. Uh, but uh, let's go to somebody who did call the right number. 615, I believe this would be Sean from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I hope I'm right, uh, because I think we have had others call from 615. Sean, is this you? You got it right, Jason. I'm proud of you, man. I am. First, I want to say I'm sad I missed the last one. I was a bad member, and I missed that you had you know, changed the time. So I, I felt really bad about that. Um, Jason. That was my Johnny fault, Sean. You guys. Yeah, Why? That was my Why, fault. Johnny? Why is that your fault? Come on, man! It's not your fault. Come on. So I, I do. Uh, I, I, uh, I cover the challenge at realitynsfw.com, and uh, so oh. we had the challenge. Uh, so we had Survivor on Wednesday nights. The challenge came on Wednesday night. We we're doing the podcast on Thursday, but also on Thursday is, is the challenge All Stars on Paramount Plus, and so we we're doing that podcast Mondays at four thirty. So I very politely and then begged uh, Jason to move it to 2 p.m. And he was like, yeah, I get my day over with earlier. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, actually, the new start time helps a lot, I think. It's just it doesn't seem like a lot. It's only a couple of hours. But I think it gives more people a chance to actually hear the show before Raw starts. Because there are times where you, we're talking about a pay-per-view that's two days old already. Um, usually it's only a, you know the, the night before. But then once Raw happens, everything kind of feels like everything's moved on already. So I think it does give – it's beneficial in that regard too. Hey, gang, it takes a lot of time and effort to produce a show like this. And one way you can support ProWrestling.net is by becoming a member at PWMembership.net. However, there's also an easy and free way to do so. Think of us when you shop at Amazon by simply starting your Amazon shopping at ProWrestling.net slash Amazon. You're not charged any extra, but we receive a small and very helpful commission on what you purchase. A big thanks to everyone who has helped out so far. Remember, that's ProWrestling.net slash Amazon. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. And I uh, I will say, Johnny, here in Murfreesboro, it's the same thing. It was, As far as weather, it was just about 70 on on Saturday. And it was still like about 60 yesterday. And then the same thing here. We probably got three or four inches. And it, it looks, I mean, it looks cool. I mean, obviously the roads are fine because we didn't have ice. Thank God of no ice because I, I hate ice. I'll take snow any day over ice. But, yeah, it, it's pretty cool, pretty cool looking. And then well, last night I got to watch. Sorry, Jason, we dismantled your Vikings. I'm sorry. And Aaron Rodgers solidified his MVP. I'm sorry, Brady's not the MVP. Care. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the league. He, he holds that team on his back. And now, granted, the Packers have a great running game this year and other good pieces, often one of the best wide receivers in the game. But Aaron Rodgers keeps that team going. So, Jason, I want to throw it out there. Sorry, man, but had to do it. Yeah, let me. I, I'm not going to dispute this as much as I am going to ask you about a couple of other contenders because everybody thinks this is a quarterback-only award because it usually is. What about right. Cooper Cup or Jonathan Taylor? That's what I was going to actually ask you guys because that's my dilemma I'm having this year. Like, I'm a Packers fan. I mean, obviously I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers MVP. But I do think he's got a very good case. He's only thrown four picks. Yeah, Cooper Cup, to me, the last couple of weeks, I think has really helped Cooper Cup make a better case for himself because Stafford hasn't played very well. I think he's had like six turnovers the last two weeks, and they've won the games because – Number one, their defense is absolutely phenomenal. You have the best, probably the best defensive player arguably in the league and one of the best corners in the league. And so Cup has really stepped up big, and he did in that second half against Baltimore. So, and Jonathan Taylor, again, like you said, has had a phenomenal year. If Aaron Rodgers does not win it, I would lean toward Cooper Cup because I've been a Cooper Cup. I watch college and pros. And Cooper Cup really impressed me in college. I mean, he set all the Division One AA records and came in, and I thought he would be good, but I never saw this kind of talent out of him. So, yeah, I would lean Aaron Rodgers, but if I had to go, Cooper Cup would deserve it, and other players deserve awards other than just quarterbacks. I know it's a quarterback-driven league, but that's my – what do you think, Johnny? What would you say? Uh, Antonio Brown, obviously. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a heel, brother. <laughs> no, I, well, I, I would say about that. I hope he. Well, sorry, Jason. I just want to say I hope he gets the help he needs. Like he's got issues, he needs to get worked out, and I and I hope he's able to get them figured out. Did you want to say something about that? Yeah, I was going to say if I was Vince McMahon, I'd be trying to find out uh, how do I get a hold of Antonio Brown's agent. Like we'll pay you a small fortune just to walk to walk onto the raw set tonight with your shirt off, and then turn around and leave. If oh, Mr. Man, man. watched um, football, he missed that. But that's... <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, even as a, the Viking fan in me is, is is hating this, but yeah, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP this year. I, I don't, I, as much as, because part of it is it's a quarterback driven. You take Jonathan Taylor away, and with that offensive line, not that he isn't special because he is, there's going to be somebody else that probably puts up really good numbers too. Uh, you take Cooper Cup away. And the Rams certainly take a hit, but they also have some capable wide receivers, especially if Robert Woods had been healthy. Um, but, I mean, I don't, it's not to downplay either guy. It's just when you're kind of comparing the two, you take Aaron Rodgers away from the Packers. It's maybe a 500 team. Am I being, it's your team. I mean, would you agree with that? 
Yeah, yeah, I would. I mean, because my thing is, I love the Packers running game. When you have Aaron and Aaron Jones and Dylan, that's a solid tandem for sure, and that's helped Aaron yeah. this year. And it, but the offensive line, Bakhtiari has been out all year. They're saying he might not come back. So I was glad they're going to get the bye, which they should now get the bye, and that'll help. Maybe in the playoffs he can come back, but I'm still weary of it. And they've lost their right tackle, I think, has been out most of the year. And so when you have offensive line, you know, being kind of iffy, the secondary to me is their weak spot, and that's what I'm worried about in the playoffs again if they somehow play Tampa, which, again, Brady, I'm sorry, the numbers show how good he's been. To me, he's just he throws the same passes all the time. Teams need to learn how to defend it. I'm sorry. Like, the Jets, they suck. So don't tell me, well, he came back against the Jets. They suck. Okay? Watch the end of that game. That was the worst defensive possession you'll ever have in your life. And don't tell me, oh, he made the throw to win the game. The dude should have made the play on the ball. He made a terrible play, and the guy should have never been open anyway. Going back to the Packers, I, I – I'm I'm worried about it because the Rams to me are driven to go all the way, and I worry about the Packers' defense. I worry about their secondary. But Aaron Rodgers to me, if you take him off the team, they lost in one game when Jordan Love was there. Not that Jordan Love played a horrific game, but he's not ready to be you know the quarterback for a long time anyway. And so they lost that game. Week one was just a week one. I mean, week ones are weird. People made way too much into that when it happened, and I was like, you know, the Packers will be fine. I'm not worried about it. And they lost one other game, which it didn't really matter. So, yeah, I'm with you. Aaron's got to be the MVP. But, again, I want to give other players credit because, to me, wide receiver never really gets – well, when you come into the NFL, the wide receiver is the hardest position to play other than quarterback because you have to run routes and you have to learn all those kind of kind of stuff. So, Cooper Cup deserves a lot of recognition. But I want to get off of the football because everybody loves football, but at the same time, we're here to talk wrestling, and I want to do that because – Oh, there's some international listeners right now hating us. <laughs> I wanted to spend an hour talking about the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I want to say, Johnny, I did not love – I'm with Jason as far as I didn't really love the Edge of Biz match. I just – I like I like the Miz. I don't have anything against the Miz. I you know, yeah. he's just like I said, they've done nothing with him for the last long time and he just that match was just I didn't way love the match. Good. I just love the Miz. There's a huge difference. Like, well, the match was fine, true. but <laughs> Well I, I thought yeah, it was he's a friend and you know, I love my friend. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, you should. You should. And like the match I didn't think was even I thought it was just plotting and I don't know. I the edge just he tried to make it what and the question I was going to ask, ask, like, do you think Edge is not wrestling younger guys? Because somebody brought up that since he's had all the next issues, it, do you think he's wanting to wrestle more experienced guys because of that? Because he's worried about the neck issues? Because he's wrestled Seth, Miz, Orton, a lot of the guys that have been around for a long time. Because I, I wanted him, like a lot of people, to kind of you know put some of the younger guys over. But I think he might be worried about wrestling some of the younger guys. Not that he doesn't like them, but it's just a little like I got neck problems. I don't want to. Do you think there's anything into that? And what did you think about the? Uh, and, and like I said, Beth, and I'm with you, Johnny. I love Beth Phoenix. Like she, everybody gets down on her because of the divas era that she was in. She was real, a really good wrestler. She could wrestle now. If she was younger now, she would have been able to wrestle in this era just fine. And I think she would have been really, really credible. 
So what do you think about the edge the next stuff, and is that the reason why he's not wrestling younger guys? Johnny, your thoughts? My personal belief is they have a hierarchy in Indiana, and they consider edge elite or at the top of that hierarchy. And so when you're looking for opponents for edge, you want – they want – him to compete against guys that are upper tier. And despite the booking of the Miz, I think management sees Miz as upper tier. I think they do to a point. I mean, I think they know what they have in Miz. I also think that this feud is happening because, well, Beth Phoenix and Edge need <laughs> a, a, a couple to feud against, and Miz and Maurice are that couple. But I do agree with the just the general idea of, of the hierarchy in WWE. I do, you know, some of it maybe Edge's call. I don't know. Some of it uh, maybe the company going. Well, we don't want you to put over, uh, you know, younger talent right now. Maybe as we get closer to the end of his run, they'll they'll, they'll do just that. They want to give people what they perceive as the matches that people most want to see, the masses want to see. And so as much as I'd like to see them elevate people, I'm not saying Ed should have come back just to do that. Um, hopefully he will on his way out whenever that time comes, elevate the right person. But in the meantime, I think it's, yeah, let's give people the matches they want to see. And if it's Edge, I'm sure there's more excitement about facing some guys that he's watched on TV that he really hasn't had a chance to work with. And, and that could be Kevin Owens, for instance. They kind of hinted that they may be getting back to that at some point. They did that one-off at Madison Square Garden due to COVID changing the card. And I wouldn't be at all surprised to see uh, Edge and Kevin Owens feuding at some point, maybe coming out of the Miz and Maurice feud. But, yeah, I, do, I don't know how much it would have to do with the neck. I mean, if it's I, – I guess if I'm Edge, even if I'm healthy, just – at his, if, if I didn't have any history of neck issues, even at his age, I'm just looking at it going, um, I don't want to work with anybody who's got a reputation for being a bit reckless in the ring. You know, I mean, who would? Uh, but I don't, yeah, I, I guess I'd be surprised if, if there were too many people on that list that he would say, yeah, I don't want to work with this person because they're you know, in the ring. I, I think WWE does a pretty good job of weeding out most of those people anyway. Uh, but uh, Sean, do you have more for us? Wrestling.net is the place to go for news and analysis, live television and major event reviews, opinion pieces, and so much more. If you want to keep up on the very latest in professional wrestling, then search no further than ProWrestling.net. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Yeah, I wanted to ask you guys. I had a couple more things actually. Going back to the, the actually going to the Becky Live match, I heard you guys talking about it on the review of the show, and I, I thought Liv was just she was she was okay. She she was fine. I, yeah, she's not ready for this stage yet. I, I don't like the end of the match was better than the like the first ten minutes was just like oh my gosh, just like Becky's doing what she can to get her over for sure. I don't like the heel character, but I get what she's trying to do. And, and I respect it. I love Becky. And she's doing the best she can to get Liv over. I just didn't think it was that good of a match. I don't think Liv's ready for this. The fans weren't behind her. They just aren't. They don't. She just kind of is what she is. And, and Liv has potential. But I want to know what you guys thought of the match as a whole. And do you think that it's just pretty much obvious that at WrestleMania it's going to be her and Bianca and Bianca beating her, which, I mean, I'm all for because Bianca are and she's awesome right now, and I think that's the easy way to go to get revenge over what happened at SummerSlam. But uh, what did you guys think of the match in general and kind of that line of thinking? Sure, Johnny, we're going to go to you first. I just want to tell 407, sit tight. You're, you are on deck. Okay. Um, I, I mean, it was fun. I, like, I don't think any I, – I didn't think – Liv was gonna win, and I mean, I the highlight for me was the finish when when Becky was supposed to put her her foot on the rope and she was too far away, and she's like, eh, oh well. <laughs> Just like that's kind of where I was with this. Like, yeah, oh well. <laughs> for me, it's there is something still not there with Liv Morgan. I think she is good and improving. But there, I, I don't. I can't put my finger on it when it comes to her promos. I don't know. I, I guess the thing that comes to mind is it, it. It may sound strange, but if you already like Liv Morgan, then you know it. The promos probably work for you. I don't. I, I just don't hear in the promos her bringing new people. There's just almost this confidence there that I think should be played a little differently. Like if, as an up-and-comer, I, I appreciate the gaining confidence, but there's just a little bit of a quirkiness to Liv Morgan's promos and the way she kind of carries herself. And this one, I may totally be in the minority on this one, Sean. Can she wipe that stuff off her face? I, I'm sorry, if you're going to be a... I, I don't want to see bedazzled faces on people who are supposed to be trying to win fights. Yeah. That's an interesting point. I didn't really think about Well, I mean, I thought about it, but not really that hard. But, no, I can, no I'm with you. I didn't like the thing, I guess it was the Performance Center, when she tried to uh, – Becky's, like, partner or whatever that she was working out with, and when she tried to assault her from behind. I'm like, okay, that's not a baby face look either. So I just don't think they booked it really well in a lot of the stuff they did. But at the same time, I'm with you. I just I think Liv has potential. I'm ready to see it kind of over time develop. But yeah, she's not ready for this moment yet. And it, but I give Becky the the credit for trying to get her over, and and I, you know, I appreciate it. Um, but do you think they're going Becky Bianca at WrestleMania? Is that for sure? You think? 
Oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. Um, I don't think it's for sure. I, I think it was – so I did the audio review with Jake and Will for Dante Members on Saturday night after day one. And I believe the gist of it, one of them kind of predicted that Bianca may go after Charlotte's title um, if, if she wins the Rumble. So they may go in a different direction. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, right now that would seem to be the match, and I think they've taken enough time in between, especially by the time you get there, where it won't feel like, oh, this again. Johnny, do you feel any different? Um, I think they're – I think that's the best match on paper. So. But real quick on Liv Morgan. I think Liv Morgan, uh, her high end is like – world champ on Dave McLean's women of wrestling. That's oh man, I think I think you're I, I think you're being too harsh. I, I do I mean I think she has a bright future, it's just she's still putting some things together. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, she just she just comes from that mold. like she looks like she came out of an episode of Glow. Especially with the face stuff and all that. So that's just me. I mean like you know, I like yeah, you know, I love Becky Lynch. I love Bianca Belair. I, you know, I love Charlotte Flair. There's, you know, there's just, I, I just think there's, in in that hierarchy, Liv Morgan is just way down for me. All right, Sean. Any more? Yeah, the last thing I want to bring up, and then I'll get off, is going back, going to AEW with the uh, Jade Cargill against Ruby Soho match. I was under the impression, like, that this tournament has felt like it's dragged on for, like, nine years. Like, it's been so long, and, and I know why they yeah. did it the way they did it. But it just it feels like it's dragged on forever. But I'm glad it's coming to an end. I was leaning toward Jade winning only because they've made her into such a star, and she's got that charisma She's got all those things you want in a top person, and she's got, you know, she's that kind of mentality, that charisma that you want to chase, of have a baby face chase after her and beat her. But the only thing that makes me think Ruby is going to, going to win on Wednesday is because Jade is just so far away in the ring. Like, she's gotten better. I thought the match against Thunder Rosa was definitely – a, a step in the right direction, but I think she still has a lot to work on, and, and she's still green. So, do you think they're going with Ruby to win the TBS title, and would that be a good move? Do you think for her? And then that's all I have, guys. Jason, you're the best man. I always appreciate talking to you, Johnny. Are you uh, Aaron Rodgers again? MVP, buddy. Even though there's other good candidates, and uh, happy New Year, guys. Thanks for taking my call, as always. Hey, thank you, Sean. Really good to hear from you again, and Happy New Year to you. Uh, Johnny, your thoughts on who wins the TBS title tournament, Ruby or Jade Cargill? Um, I felt like the tournament was built for Jade Cargill to win. However, I don't like the idea of two female heel champions. So, like, if, if Britt Baker had transitioned to a baby face by now, then, you know, it, it kind of all would have made sense in my mind. But, I, you know, I don't – I just per, like, you know, I, I like if, if your one – if your main champion is, is a heel, then your, your, your secondary champion should be a baby face just to keep the mashups fresh, you know, for, uh, you know, for, for their opponents. 
So, uh, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not, you know, so, so if Britta, if Britta heel, is Ruby Soho your champ? I don't like, I don't, I mean, maybe I'm reading it wrong, but I, I just felt, I felt like the whole thing was set up to give Jade, Jade Cargill a championship, you know, just, but not the championship. Yeah, I, I look at it that way. I, I do think Shade wins, and I've talked about this before, but I think one of the reasons is that Tony Khan, when he talks about the AEW and TNT titles, kind of makes it seem like they're on even ground. I look at it as, no, the TNT title is what the Intercontinental title was back in the day, and it's a, it's a notch below the AEW championship, and I think most fans look at it that way. But if he is serious about wanting these titles to be fairly even, then I think you have to go with Jade Cargill because Britt Baker has already beaten Ruby Soho. Jade Cargill is unbeaten, and that way you get all of a sudden you give that title some credibility on that level. Um, but if they go in the other direction, you know, I think people can get over Ruby Soho losing a match to Britt. The other thing I'll say is that. He thinks that, based on what he said in interviews, that it, he seems to imply that Britt Baker has trans- transcended babyface heel. She's a star. And so we may see her work as a heel at times, but then there may be other times where she works against a heel and she comes off babyface. I'm not advocating that approach. I think it's trying to reinvent the wheel. I think they had something really good with Britt Baker's soaring popularity and should have leaned right into it and gone ahead and made her a baby face with an edge. But, you know, I mean, it's not like it isn't working to some extent. But, uh, yeah, I I think Jade will win. Uh, we will have an email question from Jade Cargill's biggest fan in the whole wide world, Jermaine from Chicago, coming up later. Uh, but let's go to 407. They've been waiting a while. Who's this? And where are you calling from, 407? Hey, how you doing, um, Jason? My name is Antonio. I'm uh, from Orlando. Hey, good to talk to you. Yeah, Antonio from Orlando. What's happening? Hey, listen, so the kids ain't in school, so they wanted to listen to the podcast, and so my son Gio has a question, a couple questions for you guys. Sounds good. Hi, I'm Gio, and um, I wanted to ask who you think would have won the champ the two championship matches at day one if Roman Reigns wouldn't have got COVID. Oh, good question, Johnny. I'll let you start. He's uh, hitting us with a tough one here. He is. Well, first of all, let's let's acknowledge that maybe Roman Reigns should have been more responsible. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Kidding. I'm kidding. I I COVID right before Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm, I, I I Josh. Um, no, I think I think we would have had a convoluted finish with Paul Heyman and and no winner uh, perhaps. I mean, like which I, it was pitched on uh, on the fixed mailbag and and you know Todd like the uh, Todd Martin like the idea of you know everyone's you know asking themselves where does Paul Heyman end up? You know, is it with Roman Reigns or is it with uh, um, uh, Brock Lesnar and 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 Todd liked the idea of uh, was it, uh, Gabe is it Gable Stevenson the the the, uh, the Olympian? Gable Gable Stevenson no N in Stevenson okay Gable Stevenson so and uh, I'm watching day one and at the beginning of the uh, of, of the event we had um, uh, uh, McCaffrey was was he goes he goes we have, we have we have uh, Stevenson um, sitting right there on the front row and I'm like. Are you kidding me? Is it is it happening that quickly? And rumor and innuendo, what uh, what 
Paul and Brock were responsible uh, for talking to, uh, to, to Stevenson to, to come to WWE and never even negotiate with AEW. So, uh, you know, I, I thought that potentially that's, you know, that that's where we could have ended up. So, I, I, you know, if, if you're going to strap a rocket to this kid, he better be ready. So, I mean, like, you know, Kurt Angle came out of the shoot amazing. Brock Lesnar came out of the shoot amazing. You know, like, you, you, you want to cross your fingers, but, you know, it could be a dud. And there, there's – it's a lot of hard work to come back from that. But, uh, but no, I, I think – my gut tells me we would have got some kind of schmoz, no real conclusive thing with Brock and Roman, which would have been a horrible, horrible way to start uh, 2022. And uh, and then on the other side of things, um, I don't know, Biggie retains. So for me, I, I'll just go back to what I predicted on last week's .NET Weekly audio show, which was also a boom combo show. And it was Bobby Lashley wins the WWE championship to set up him and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, which they may get to before then. And I did have Roman Reigns retaining. I wasn't sure how... I mean, Gable Stevenson was there at the last pay-per-view, too, I believe, or at Raw, one of the two. So it's not the first time he's been at ringside. We don't know what he can is allowed to do physically because he has that NIL deal. doesn't mean you can't set up a match for WrestleMania with him without him getting physical. Um, and maybe they, maybe he could. I'm, I'm just not sure. It's all new territory there with that, with those deals. But his amateur wrestling career should be over in time for WrestleMania. He, by the sounds of it, is training. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if Brock Lesnar had a lot to do with it, given their ties to the University of Minnesota, uh, both being uh, NCAA champions while attending at different times, obviously, the U of M. And then Paul Heyman, yes, for sure. He has been um, big on Gable Stevenson for quite some time. Uh, did you have another one for us? It's going to be tough to come up with a, a one, one that is as uh, tough as that one was. But uh, let's, see what, let's see what you can do. I also wanted to ask... Um, who your favorite wrestler of all time is? So as a journalist, I don't really answer that. I just kind of cover it. But Johnny, I think it's I think it's fair game for you. Um, my favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah. Uh, ooh, it's tough. Um, Ric Flair, Roddy Piper, or one uh, A and one B. And I'll tell you, when I was a kid, uh, before I started doing this, I was a big fan of all sorts of people. Hulk Hogan was certainly somebody when I was your age or, or around your age that I was really into. Um, but it just, yeah, Ric Flair, uh, so many people. Uh, but, yeah, doing what I do now, it's just a little bit different. But, hey, really good questions, and I appreciate you taking the time to call. Did your dad make you listen to this podcast? No. Really? You're just that big of a fan. That's very cool. Well, I, I hope we hear from you again. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Antonio, did you have more, or was that, was that it for today? I think Hello? that is all. Yeah, he took me. Hello? Hey, yeah, yeah, he, more for us? He, yeah, he took the phone away from me and wanted to start asking questions. Um uh, well, the one question I, I, I asked about um, 
You see, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I was a huge uh, ECW fan uh, back in the ni- back in the '90s and early 2000s when it was going on and stuff. And um, I have a question: like, do you think that I don't think it will survive nowadays? Do you think that will survive nowadays? All the stuff they were doing and stuff, and and the the, the violence and all that crazy stuff they were doing back then. You know what, Antonio? So I don't know that it would work on a national level, but it wouldn't have to because what we're seeing right now from Game Changer Wrestling is a similar approach that sometimes is even more violent than ECW was. And they, if they ever wanted to go national in terms of like being on a cable network or something, I think they would have to tone things down. But with streaming and streaming pay-per-views, they're able to do really well for themselves doing that style. So maybe Paul Heyman, if he had national aspirations in the traditional sense, would have still been forced to tone things down. Um, but at the same time, you know, he, ECW, I think would have had would have found a lot of success financially sooner than it did had it existed in a streaming world where so many people weren't just reading about it in the newsletters or what have you at that time, people that just didn't live in areas that ECW went to, uh, the buzz about that company. I think wrestling fans, had they, if they had the option uh, to stream back then, I, I think, again, it would have been successful sooner than it was. And, yeah, it's, you know, it's just unique timing, obviously, with um, – with when they came around, uh, or not unique timing, but just a, a timing issue of uh, things would have been so much different if, if um, you know, the technology had been advanced. And, you know, they went on pay-per-view, and it just it's not that – I've never gotten the sense that it wasn't that they didn't do well on pay-per-view. It's that the pay-per-view industry is set up in a way where they pay so dang late. Uh, they, it takes them a long time to pay people, and when you're a small promotion like ECW was, you know, it, it's money that you need now. Uh, and you know, with Paul Heyman not being Paul Heyman is a great wrestling mind, and at that time, I don't think Paul Heyman was a great business mind. But uh, interesting question: Have you checked out uh, Game Changer Wrestling, Antonio? No, I've heard about it, but I haven't actually watched it. You know. Yeah, if you like that style, the old ECW style, that might be the promotion for you. Did you see the Nick Gage match by any chance uh, in Chris Jericho on AEW? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's a game-changer wrestling, Nick Gage. That's uh, where he comes from and where he does his thing. So if that appeals to you, I I would recommend it. And game-changer wrestling had the first match from Scotty Tuhati in six years against Joey Janela uh, two days ago. Yeah, you know, so it's not. It, it isn't just all blood and guts either. There is uh, different styles at play. But if you know, I, I don't know if you want the little guy watching some of that stuff. But there's uh, definitely uh, a hardcore element to that that promotion. No, he doesn't watch that. He, he's he's in the Roman Reigns and um, you know with WWE got going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome, Antonio. Anything else? Yeah, and my last question uh, is going off of the, off piggybacking off of my last the question I had prior. Um, you, I don't know if you were in, in doing the business you're doing right now back then, and when ECW was going around, going going on at the time. So, yes, but if you were, like, okay, well, this is my question then. Being an insider then that you were, there's so many stories of why ECW failed, why why it didn't come, why it didn't continue, what. What do you think as an insider of why it didn't continue? 
I think I kind of just touched on it to some extent. You know, Paul Heyman was not a great businessman. Um, he was a creative genius, and I have a lot of respect for Paul. Back in the ECW days, I spent a lot of time talking with Paul, and it just from a it it wasn't set up structurally well from a business standpoint. And had someone else been running the business side of things, while Paul focused on the creative. Things may have been different, but it, again, maybe not because of the whole the way in demand and the pay per view industry was set up. They needed that money; they couldn't get that money for months on end. I can't remember what the turnaround time was, and you know they started losing a lot of talent. Also, uh, it wasn't the same promotion in the dying days as it was during you know whatever. Everybody's got a different idea of what the glory days were, but you know people started moving on to more into greener pastures, uh, more lucrative. Uh, offers from the WWF and WCW at the time, and you started seeing both companies start, start to emulate some of the things that was working for ECW. And so, yeah, it just, you did, they didn't have as much talent, and it wasn't, they weren't the only ones doing what they were doing anymore. And, you know, it, they didn't get the right TV deal. So many things. Johnny, am I leaving anything out? No, no. I mean, I, I, I think the big thing was the pay-per-view. I mean, like, there's a, there was a lot of money that people were counting on from the pay-per-view buys, and then, you know, showing up up to a year later, you know, that, like, you know, 30 days out is what a lot of people, you know, <laughs> the, the, the business uh, model that a lot of people work under. And so, you know, to add 11 months to that and be like, hey, it'll be cool, don't worry about it, you know. So, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of difficulties. Definitely. Well, Antonio and Son, I definitely appreciate you guys taking the time to call in. Let's uh, become regulars. It was uh, nice to hear from both of you and good questions from both of you. Uh, the little guy really impressed me. Uh, he uh, came at us with some, with a couple of good ones there. Hey, before we get to Jermaine from Chicago's email question, I will give out the number again. Uh, we have open phone lines right now, so if you'd like to get in on the uh, uh, discussion, you certainly are welcome at 773 897-6321. Hit one on your phone to let us know that you want to join in on the conversation. If you are listening right now, going, why don't they call, call my name? I've been waiting. It's because we don't know that uh, you want to join in on the conversation because uh, according to what we're seeing, you're still in listen-only mode. Uh, but uh, before we get to Jermaine's email question, Johnny, I want you to tell everybody about uh, your main business now. This is, uh, you know, you were doing some other things, uh, but uh, now this is... Uh, First and foremost, the, 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 the livelihood of Johnny Fairplay is now talking about reality television shows. Who better to learn about reality TV, get reviews of all the major reality television shows, than from a freaking reality television star himself, Johnny Fairplay? Take it away. <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, stop. Oh, no, tell me more. It's great. I love hearing it. Um, no, I... Uh... I'm a full-time podcaster. Um, you can check out my live shows hit um, uh, straight to the YouTube. So go to youtube.com slash realitynsfw. For those of you wondering what that means, it's not safe for work. I mean, it, it's not, you know, hardcore talk, uh, but I'll drop an F-bomb or two, so uh, usually in the first couple of minutes. So, so yes, it's realitynsfw. Um, and, you know, check it out on the YouTube. Um, we right now we're covering the challenge all stars and, uh, that is, uh, 
that those are now dropping since the, the challenge Spies, Lies, and Allies is completed. Those are on um, Thursdays at 5, uh, usually 4.30 p.m., but this week, 5.30 p.m., because we have a special guest, Ayana. Who took the salad? It was Ayana, and we will be discussing the Greek salad that she loved more than life itself and, and made Jody's life miserable about. It's a very, very big get, uh, get as a guest. Very excited about that. So that will be this Thursday at YouTube.com slash RealityNSFW. Uh, also, all the podcasts are available, uh, YouTube, or, uh, sorry, uh, Apple, Spotify, um, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to your podcast, just search Reality NSFW. And um, what do we have coming up? Uh, January 4th, I believe, um, is the new season of Australian Survivor. I'm not sure if they're showing it on Paramount Plus yet. Um, fingers crossed. If not, um, we will. I will have links on my uh, Facebook Patreon group. And so you, you will be watching with us. We'll do a podcast after each episode. Australian's newest season of Survivor is Blood vs. Water, featuring Sandra. That's right, the only uh, one, one of two two-time winners in the history of Survivor, Sandra Diaz Twine, one of my arch enemies and good friends, uh, will, <laughs> is playing Australia's version of Survivor. It's 50 days instead of 39 days or 23 days or 26 days or whatever. It's a long time. And talking to Sandra, every, every day was 120 degrees during the day, 50 degrees at night. Uh, they're missing part of the ozone layer there. It's uh, the challenges blow away the U.S. version. So, uh, so to get uh, um, the access to that, uh, become a patron. And, uh, and of course, the best way to support the podcast go to adfreenSFW.com. Once again, adfreenSFW.com. We also do a weekly Q and A, just like Jason Powell. Uh, except mine is a lot of sex stories and things I shouldn't be saying ever anywhere, but they're there. So, yeah, give us a try. Uh, it's uh, it's cheap. If you don't like it, I'll send your money back, adfreensfw.com. No one's been held uh, captive yet, so uh, so give us a try. Excellent. And uh, my website is prowrestling.net. Uh, we do have the member side of that uh, with a ton of audio content. The Dynamic Weekly Audio Show, Jake Barnett and I co-host on a weekly basis talking all the news of the week. Uh, we also have audio reviews of all the major pay-per-views and television shows. Many of them are same-night audio reviews. For instance, tonight, uh, I'll be doing live coverage of WWE Raw at ProWrestling.net, and then shortly after the show, I will be doing the members-exclusive audio review for members. I do that every Monday, same with AEW Dynamite on Wednesday. Days. Uh, we have that for SmackDown and Rampage as well. NXT on Tuesdays with John Moore, who does a hell of a job covering uh, NXT 2.0 and has been for some time. Uh, as far as uh, it, it's interesting, Antonio was wondering if I'd been around back in the ECW days uh, doing this. I believe this is year 23, I believe, uh, at, at least that uh, I've been covering pro wrestling for a living. I uh, took a little bit of time in between to go work at Fanball.com, which was a uh, fantasy football and just fantasy sports uh, website for uh, four or five years and was still kind of doing some part-time wrestling uh, coverage in the meantime. So it's been a long time. Uh, this will be uh, we're approaching 14 years of ProWrestling.net, which uh, seems crazy to me that uh, the anniversary is in February. I worked at uh, the Torch before then, PWTorch.com, and 
And so it's uh, been a long, long road, and uh, it's still a lot of fun. I still enjoy doing this quite a bit. If you are interested in membership to ProWrestling.net, simply visit PWMembership.net, and that will give you all the sign-up information. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter as well, at ProWrestlingNet. Uh, let me see if we have... Nope, we do not have any new callers. So let's go to Jermaine from Chicago's email question. Uh, if you are listening and you're at work going, how do I do that? .net Jason at gmail.com. Spell it out, D-O-T-N-E-T-J-A-S-O-N at gmail.com. And uh, get them in quickly here before we wrap up the show. But Jermaine has a few questions. He uh, says, Happy New Year to both of us. Happy New Year to you, Jermaine. Uh, he wants to know, what are we doing here? You build up Raw TV for months just to have somebody else win the main event. And I'll just start there. Like, things happen, Jermaine. <laughs> Roman Reigns, COVID. Anyway, I uh, says, and how can it never be mentioned on the show that the baby face is being screwed over? First a four-way, then a five-way, and that is fair. It's lazy all around. What do you guys think? Johnny, are you as bothered by this? I mean, your last name is Fair Play, so I would think that uh, you should be the judge for this. It's a misnomer. It's not... <laughs> <laughs> And I named myself. I mean, it doesn't really count. <laughs> um, no, nah, it's. I mean, it's. 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 I think we're gonna have more stuff like this. Uh, I mean, I know, like, uh, like, I got everything I was supposed to do. Like, I got tested four times in five days for COVID. Negative. 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 Got on the plane. Got you know. Get, it, FedEx results in, war mask, vaccinated, everything else, and then I go to film a TV show and uh, extremely stringent protocols and came back with COVID. So, I mean, you know, and, and this is someone that, like, as I said, I, I wasn't haphazard in, in, in what I was doing, you know, and so if that can happen to me, like, you know, I would imagine, I, I don't think, you know, you're talking about, athletes and actors, you know, to, to a degree, you know, who make their living, you know, doing a television show. And, and I would like to imagine that the vast majority are overly careful and they're getting COVID. Like my, like, I can name 10 people right now that have COVID that, you know, that, that were doing the right thing. So this is going to happen. Changes are going to happen. You know, uh, do I feel bad for Biggie? Yes, but um, you know it's Vince McMahon, uh, as we found out through Bruce Pritchard uh, doing the Something to Wrestle With uh, podcast with with Conrad Thompson. Vince McMahon is a huge proponent in if one of your main matches, if someone no shows or, or something, Vince wants to give you it. Whatever the replacement is, should always be better. He's a huge believer, like, and, and that's cool to hear that, that you know, and, and I think that, that, that holds true today. Like, you know, he, he doesn't have Roman, and he's just like, you know, what, what can make it bigger? Rock winning the other belt. Ah! It's, you know, so that, I, I think that's what happened. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is it's you know that's it's not just a Vince thing; it's a longtime promoter thing as well. That it it does make sense for Vince to carry that over, just to have that mentality that okay, we have to over deliver. You know, especially when the biggest match on this show was taken away. What I don't like, Johnny, and I'm curious for your thoughts on this: the decision to have Big E actually be the one to take the pin. Why? 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, you you had uh, Seth Rollins and his Trent Beretta cosplay outfit. I mean, I felt like that would have <laughs> been a viable option. Um, <laughs> or Trent. I, or I Kevin Owens. <laughs> Kevin Owens. So, uh, yeah, there there were some outs. There were definitely some outs. Like, I, I mean, I, I – my hunch is the reason he pinned Biggie is so that, like, Brock's a baby face and Biggie's a baby face. And I don't think they want to muddy the water there. So we may not get a return match between the two. And you just have Brock going, you know, like, just, just maybe not Brock's name, but it just established Brock pinned the champ. That, you know, that's it. Like, let's, you know, keep moving. We don't need a rematch between the two. He, he pinned like he didn't. You know, if, if Biggie wasn't the one pinned, then then why isn't Biggie going? Hey, this guy never pinned me. I want another match. Whereas with with Biggie taking the pin, we don't have to muddy the water on a, in a face versus face matchup in a rematch. If if you're looking to get away from it as quickly as possible. Uh, question number two from Jermaine. Uh, he. I, I hope this is a joke. Jade Cargill carried that match and had her best performance yet on Rampage. Uh, he says, no no disrespect to uh, Ruby Soho, uh, but how long should Jade's TBS title run last? And obviously, he's referring to the match with Thunder Rosa. Uh, I would probably argue that it was, I mean, it, most of her matches are so brief that, yeah, it probably was her best match to date in some ways. It also was, you know, she was clearly being led by uh, Thunder Rosa who carried the match. But I don't know that I would have gone 11 minutes with it like they did and run the risk of Jade nope. being as exposed as she was. But um, if they do go with her as champion, I mean, if you're Tony Khan, do you already have your next champion planned out? Or is this one of those where you go in saying, well, Let's uh, just see where this gets us, and you know we'll worry about uh, you know the, the next champions when the time comes. But I, I want to ride this out and see how far she can go as champion. I would ride. I mean, I, I definitely think she was overexposed. There, that, that match should have been five minutes, and uh, and I, I mean Ruby Soho. Uh, let's go seven tops with Jade, regardless of of the outcome. But yeah, no, if, if I. There, Jade Cargill is, is something very special. I mean, I, I, I think I think she's unique looking. I think she's beyond beautiful. Uh, she she's powerful. I mean, there, there's there's a lot of components to her that that make her definitely stand out uh, in in the that that AEW roster, uh, male or female. I mean, I just I, I think she's like I would want to get the most out of Jade if I'm Tony Khan. And uh, it, like, she has her limitations, but if if you can if you can hide them and and protect her, yeah, I'd, I'd ride it. Like, I mean, I'm not saying she's the next Goldberg, but I think there's that that's something special there to her. Yeah, and that's funny you mentioned his name because I was actually going to bring him up. People, we, we can talk about her limitations, and and they're obviously there. She's still green, but. Goldberg is Goldberg, and he made a lot of money. Ultimate Warrior was never 
anything special in the ring, to say the least. And uh, he made a lot of money. And the list goes on. So uh, Road Warriors, a great tag team, loved watching them. Were they great in-ring technicians? No, of course not. So you can make money with attractions. And ideally, she's going to end up being better in the ring than everyone we just that I just mentioned. Uh, but it takes time. And if, if they feel like, hey, there's money to be made with her right now, despite her limitations, we can work around them. Uh, they should uh, enter this if they're putting the title on hers. I, I would, I seriously wouldn't be planning it. Okay, we're going to have her drop the title on such and such date to so and so. I would go into this. Some titles you can, some title changes you do that with. Others you go in thinking, let's see where this takes us. And that's the mindset I would have for this one. If I mean, if you want to have. All right, here's probably what we're going to do, but eh, we're not married to it. You know, if this really works, then let's just uh, roll with it. Uh, so that's what I would do. Number three from Jermaine, uh, he, he says, should Jade Cargill take the John Cena approach of holding an open challenge each week? And then he adds, you guys are the best wrestling minds on this current show. Thanks. I don't even know. Antonio's son may have his top, Johnny. Yes, yes. Uh, best question. I mean, by far. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I, I question a lot of things daily. So, <laughs> <laughs> open challenge. You like it? Uh, I mean, I guess I don't. I'm not. Uh, it just, it might work best with. All right, so Brit's a heel, Jade's a heel. Maybe that opens up the uh, the the pool of 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 opponents by by doing the open open challenge format. So and then you, you that uh, that kind of helps with what I saw as a negative of, of both being heel champions. So yeah, I'm not I'm not against it. I I mean there might be a way to do it because I mean it gives her reps. That's one positive, but you're also running the risk of exposing her. I, I would say one of the ways you can do it is if Mark Sterling is the one setting up these so-called open challenges and she's just destroying indie talent, you know, people that don't make, that don't belong on TV necessarily, or just are not a talent uh, that are there weekly. And yeah. And it leads to something. She's beating dark level talent, even if it's on rampage and dynamite, that's fine. But it's just, it's being done in a way where Sterling is acting like she, what she's doing is really impressive, but we all know it's not. And then it leads to bigger matches with other people. Eventually. I think that's a way you could do it, but no, I wouldn't have her just plow through the women's roster by having an open challenge weekly where it's like, all the existing, you know, main roster talent. I, I just personally wouldn't do that. Uh, but uh, I, I did like the uh, the joke at the end, Jermaine. But I didn't like the ones at the beginning. He was trying to tell bad jokes about the new WWE premium live event name, and it just didn't work. So I didn't tell it, Jermaine. And uh, he didn't even – I'm impressed. He did not bring up the Vikings playing the Bears this weekend in what is uh, one of the most meaningless games in the history of mankind. And uh, hopefully he feels that way too. But Lord knows if his Bears win, he'll act like it was uh, the, the Super Bowl. Uh, but, uh, Jermaine, Happy New Year to you. Uh, Johnny, let's talk about uh, this week coming up in wrestling. I don't know what the hell – I will uh, do a quick search to see if they have anything advertised for tonight's Raw. Um, I think there was like a some kind of a match, title match or something, uh, or what the heck did they have? They had something listed. Or they advertised something a week out, and it was, oh, yeah, Damian Priest, Dolph Ziggler. If Priest is disqualified, Dolph Ziggler wins the championship. Now, I mean, 
we should add, cards subject to change, as we've seen with uh, the Roman Reigns situation. WWE's had a COVID outbreak, and so it is very possible that you know that match will take place. It's also possible that, well, you never know. Um, it, assuming it takes place, I mean, I can't imagine a world where Dolph Ziggler beats Damian Priest to win the championship to start off the new year. I just can't, Johnny. Am, am I missing something? No, I don't think so. So no, and I mean, and, but you know, it's Damian. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is he turning heel tonight? Can we just do that? Yeah, I'm not big on this whole thing they're doing with him. I, I don't mind him developing more of an edge, but it just kind of makes everything that happens at his matches until he snaps feel kind of meaningless. Uh, yeah, then yeah. It, like 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 just you can literally. It's like me like before I was doing podcasts about Survivor. Like you know, it's just like you know, come on in, we're doing the challenge, and it's just like okay, unless I see someone you know hit their nuts on a, on a wooden beam, I just I don't care. And so now Damian Priest. Like, until, you know, he gets the eye of the tiger or whatever, it makes a, you just, like, just fast forward. <laughs> uh, NXT, Tuesday. I, I don't know how closely you're watching. Do you care about Tommaso Ciampa defending the NXT title against Braun Breaker? Uh, yeah, that's that's okay. I mean, like, my you know, my, my new best friend, you know, Grayson Waller's on that show. Uh, he that's has a few, right. Yeah, my, you two spent some old... time together. Yeah, and, the, and you know, he's been, he has a feud with my old best friend AJ Styles. So uh, I'm a little conflicted, but I, you know, newer is better. We all know that. <laughs> wow, I hope AJ yeah. hears this and never ever wants to uh, do you a favor again. <laughs> he still owes me for my concussion. <laughs> I'm never letting him put that down. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, uh, I'm so I, I, I think that speaks volumes of Grayson. Uh, uh, Grayson Waller that that they're having AJ do that program. I like I oh Scott. I I hope I hope I'm right and I hope the sky's the limit for Grayson Waller and you know and so to have someone like AJ to you know put him under the learning tree that that's awesome. You know peek behind the curtain. Uh, someone else was supposed to take out Johnny Gargano and rumored innuendo is uh, Johnny Gargano asked for that person to be changed to Grayson Waller. Pretty pretty impressive. So uh, yeah, so yeah, so, and 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 uh, Braun Breaker, I I think I, you know I think he's something special. I still don't understand that. I mean, like, there's money in the name Steiner. Yes. I I mean, like, if if you know, if his dad was Wayne the Train Bloom, I get it. <laughs> right. I mean, I feel like I feel like there's a little bit of equity there. I mean, I I I enjoyed the, the Wrecking Crew and I enjoyed the Beverly Brothers and you know and 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 other incarnations, but you know it, it wasn't like you know, you know when when I was asked earlier who my favorite wrestler was, I didn't say Wayne the Train Bloom or Mean Mike Enos. So so I get that one, but uh, Signer, pretty pretty strong name in the world of professional wrestling. <laughs> I don't get it. And, and it's not even like it's a bad, like, Steiner. I mean, that's a great name. I don't I, uh, Yeah. I don't either. It's a Vince thing. Are you going to be a judge on Wednesday night for Hangman Page against Brian Danielson for the AEW Championship? Yes. I uh, peeked behind the curtain. Wasn't supposed to say anything, but breaking news. Uh, yes, the three judges are Hiro Matsuda, myself, and Jason Hervey. Nice. I like it. In other words, no. So who ends up winning this thing? Is it uh, apparently they could technically go to the draw if the judges scored, you know, split decision followed by a draw. But I think we're going to get a winner and a loser this time around. Assuming we do, who do you expect it to be? 
I think the winner is going to be uh, Hangman Adam Page, and I think the loser somehow, and I don't know how. I mean, I guess, I guess, uh, you know, the third judge. So that that I was think a strangely to... worded question. You're yeah, right for taking right. me to task on that. So yeah, yeah. you have uh, Hangman Page winning. <laughs> I have Hangman Page winning, and I think it goes to the third judge. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, I lean and, and that's, Page. That's a, that's a good out for that's a good out for Brian. I just wonder if they will go to the judges or not. I, I do have Paige retaining. Um, I don't think it's you know Brian Danielson's so damn good that Paige could pin him and he could he could give they could give him the the Kofi Kingston Brock Lesnar treatment and Danielson would bounce back. But I'm not saying they should. Don't get me wrong. I just I guess I wouldn't be worried about finding a ma- a major out for Danielson. They may they may worry about it more than I do. Uh, and then. So this weekend, again, we have Hard to Kill, um, the, the pay-per-view from Impact, and then what, we also have the aptly, a- what an aptly What an aptly named pay-per-view for that company. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it's amazing. I think there, if you get people who defend the company when it comes to, has it ever made money? They'll, yeah, there was a year, and like all, I, I, I'm happy they're around. I'm happy for that. I just don't understand to this day how they make money. I mean, God bless them. God bless the people who are collecting a paycheck for this. It's incredible. I mean, now they're starting to go on the road, and we'll see how that goes. But uh, Anthem has definitely been good owners. (laughs) They keep letting them spend money. But in the pay-per-view itself, uh, the match that I'm looking forward to most, I think, is uh, Deanna Perrazzo facing Mickey James. And I think it's like a... I would think it's a Texas death match or something. It's It's got a stipulation to it. The world championship match, it's Moose against Matt Cardona and W. Morrissey in a triple threat. And I think Game Changer has proven that you can headline a pay-per-view with Zack Ryder, the, the Matt Cardona. Um, I don't think anyone has proven that you can successfully do a pay-per-view with babyface Matt Cardona. We'll see if Impact can pull it off. I, I just think he is... Cardona is a lot more interesting outside of Impact Wrestling than he is in Impact Wrestling, to me anyway, Johnny. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're not paying any attention to Impact, are you? No, no, not at all. I don't. Have, I mean, this I'm, is a company I, that I, paid I, your bills, Johnny Fairplay. How could you? Hey, they paid a lot of my bills. Because so, <laughs> that, that, uh, that administration is not there. So, you know, if there was, if there was the administration I I, I assure you, any company I work for, I would follow. So right now, my full-time podcaster talking about reality television. You know, so I'm watching Celebrity Big Brother. I'm watching The Challenge. I'm watching The Challenge All-Stars. I'm going to watch Australian's version of Survivor. So, no, I'm very dedicated to those, you know, when 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 the, the invoice goes out and, and the, 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 the money uh, hits the PayPal account, I, we're, we're all on the same page. But until then, no. <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> uh, fair enough. So we do have a new match that they've announced for Saturday's AEW Battle of the Belts. It is the rematch. Cody Rhodes defending against Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. I, I got to say, disappointed by this show before it even starts because it's only one hour. It When I hear Battle of the Belts, TNT special, I'm thinking, okay, at least two hours, if not three. Yep. Like, this is going to be like a, yep. a free pay-per-view. 
And then you find out it's only an hour. I got it. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, this may turn out to be the greatest hour in the history of television, for all I know. But it's hard not to be, to feel a little dejected that, like, oh, it's only an hour. Yeah. So, uh, that's in, that, that one's in Charlotte, North Carolina, right? I believe so. Yeah, they've been yeah. spending a lot of time in, uh, I'll look that up over chatting here. I know they've been spending a lot of time in the Carolinas this Wednesday. They're in Newark. And then, yes, Charlotte at uh, Bojangles Coliseum on Saturday. Yeah, so that's Saturday. And then next went and so I caught them, I caught the Christmas episode, which, you know, was filmed a couple of days before. Uh, yeah. I was I was there for that. I was in Greensboro, North Carolina, and then on Wednesday they're in Raleigh, North Carolina. All of which within like an hour, uh, you know, uh, Charlotte's uh, about two hours, but you know, but Greensboro and Raleigh are an hour with it. That's a lot of time in the Carolinas, and and you know, I I, I guess all those markets have you know fans independent of, of of one another that, you know, they don't have to rely on them traveling. You know, these these are, you know, even though it's like Carolina, they, they are major metropolitan cities. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just find it a little curious that, they, that they're going to go just back-to-back, you know, just that that quickly. But, uh, but yeah, Battle of the Belts, I mean, when, when I first heard that they had, you know, bought the copyright for it, you know, I'm just envisioning – uh, Rick Flair versus Barry Windham, you know, uh, in, in, in Florida, you know, like TBS just, just, just having like, you know, just still shot, like, you know, such a big, like, I'm just like, wow. Like, <laughs> and then it's a one hour special. And I'm just like, so is this less, <laughs> less than a, uh, a dynamite? Uh, kind I of. I, uh, yeah. So no, like I, I, my, but at the same time, I mean, uh, as a wrestling fan, our imaginations run wild uh, all the time. So, so that that being the case, you know, like I we, you know, in our head, we we, you know, it's just like this might be the greatest thing ever. And it's, I mean, and here's the thing: Battle of the Belt, cool name for something. I think it should be the name for a paper. Like, I think Full Gear is one of the worst names for a pay per view ever. Why isn't Battle of the Belt one of their pay per view names? Yeah, and then you have Revolution or Rebellion. It's like at the same time that Impact does whatever the other one is. Um, pretty generic. I would love to see AEW come up with a really good name and basically have its own WrestleMania each year. I, yeah, I don't know if they can. That was yeah, it. Yeah, that would be that would be it. it. That would be fine. And you don't have to do it, but I mean, Lord knows they have access to Impact Wrestling if they want to strike up a deal there. Um, Ring of Honor and its championship are being defended on other shows now, so you really could play into that theme if you wanted to, and have you know title belts not just from your company but other promotions as well. But either way, I just. All out or double or nothing, whichever they consider to be bigger, I don't know. And I cover this for a living. I want them to have exactly. that annual super show. And, you know, UFC, they've, I, I remember asking Dana White about that it, when I it got a chance to sit in on a media session with him, and they don't have that either. And with AEW, it's like, guys, come on, you have four shows a year. Why not have that? This is our marquee event, and I think, like I say, I think in their minds they think either one of those two shows is the biggest. Johnny, do you have any idea which one it is? Nope. Yeah, and so I mean, you can you can brand it in in a way that lets people know, but I just don't. I don't feel like they have the name. Either one of those names is, doesn't feel 
Majestic, and maybe that could be it. Wrestle Majestic. Um, it doesn't feel as majestic as WrestleMania. You know, just WrestleMania. That that's the event right there. And obviously, they yeah. have you know all the years, thirty-eight years of history with WrestleMania. But it just it jumped off the page the first time that you read it, or or it just it sounded special when you heard it. And I just don't feel like all out or all in or double or nothing. And I no, I, I just don't feel that way. Oh, no. Yeah, Shark Shark Boy named. Uh... Uh, Slammiversary. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, that's not a bad name. I like it better than Full Gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Johnny, to close things out today, I am calling you on the carpet. I wasn't going to, but since you or you brought it up yourself, uh, yep. I think it was the last time we did a show. Uh, you were yeah. telling us about uh, all the big Thanksgiving festivities you had planned, and you were going to the WWE event that Friday, and you're all fired up about all these things on the air. The show ends, and five minutes later, you call me and go, yeah, none of that's happening. I have COVID. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At the but time, I guess oh. you just weren't ready to go public with it, but now you are? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, no, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, I, I, I feel uh, I don't. I'm, those were my plans. I, I wasn't ready to internally accept that I wasn't going to get to enjoy all that stuff. So I was just like, sure. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, it wasn't. I, I don't think it was like a, a, a shame thing. It was just like it was like I got tickets for this. I got I got I got this. I like you know. This is awesome. I just came back from filming a TV show, and I guess I can say what it is now, Judge Steve Harvey show. Uh, the premiere is Tuesday, January 4th. I think I'm being saved for Sweeps, which is like the last week of February or the first week of March. There's also an episode of the Steve Har- Judge Steve Harvey show, which, once again, Tuesday nights on ABC, uh, uh, 8 p.m., primetime. Uh, there is an episode with Kevin Sullivan and J.J. Dillon suing. Uh, uh, it's J.J. Dillon suing Kevin Sullivan uh, for, uh, I think, $5,000 for a boat. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but Kevin Sullivan claims that, that he did – he does owe the money, but he told J.J. that he would pay him later. And – Kevin checked his watch, and it still doesn't say later. <laughs> wow. Well, we won't let you spoil the finish of, the, of, the, of that. Uh, what's going to be a, a, a magical episode, I'm sure. Uh, so, yeah, we'll certainly there, talk there about a, uh, there, Yeah, there go ahead. We're running up against there the clock, but so make it quick. Yeah, there's a wrestling surprise on my episode as well. There, 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 there's, a, there's, a, there's a run-in from a, from a uh, Hall of Famer. <laughs> wow. The Judge yeah. Steve Harvey show. Did you give Steve Harvey the vid? Uh, no, no, he wasn't that close. He wouldn't take a picture with me. So maybe he knew something I didn't. <laughs> maybe that. We'll tell that. We'll tell that story after your episode airs. You you did yeah. share that with me, and it is a gem. Hey, before we go, Johnny. Uh, men's and women's Royal Rumble picks because uh, the next time, and obviously it may change, there's a lot of time between now and then, but uh, that'll be the next time you and I are on is the Monday after the Rumble. So uh, who you got? Oh, um, let's see. On the men's, I like, it's a little convoluted and it doesn't give the rub to anyone, uh, Brock Lesnar entering as the champion and uh, – 
uh, winning just so he can get his uh, uh, the unification match against Roman Reigns. And the ladies' side? Uh, I would love a returning um, Bailey. All right, there it is. We'll find out how right or wrong Johnny is uh, with the Rumble coming up. And then, um, yeah, I guess everybody enjoy what is a loaded week of wrestling. It started, of course, on Saturday night with day one, and it's just uh, all the things that I've talked about, Wrestle Kingdom tonight, and everybody having their first big shows of the year. Should be a fun week. We'll have it. We'll have you covered with all of it at ProWrestling.net. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. Thanks for supporting the Boom Podcast. Have a great new year, and we'll talk to you again very soon. Follow me on Twitter, at ProWrestlingNet. Follow Johnny, at Johnny Fairplay. No H in Johnny. Take care, gang.